If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. Uh, so what do you do? That's a great question. <laughs> what is the long-term effect of too much information? Welcome back. We're here with the Wine Jar Cynics. I am Dio. Gene. And I'm Mac. We are back. Part two of our coronavirus discussion. I think, uh, Gene, you had something you wanted to cover a bit first before we get cracking into the situation going on Just here in the States. tie up those China roots. Tie it up. Well, I wanted to talk about the uh, Dragonfly project, but I think that is more of a watchdogs topic, more... More to do with tech and uh, kind of dystopian yeah, kind of stuff. I don't think we should talk about yeah, it. Don't bring but I'm going to tease it anyway. Just, Dragon, think, just for the loyal, the loyal, Dragonfly's coming. For the loyal Peruvian fans. There's going to be little clips on the videos that say, Dragonfly, 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 Dragonfly. <laughs> Project Dragonfly. But, um, Easter eggs for you. <laughs> I mean, regarding the China, the China theories, right? People are going to wonder, okay, so why would they want to um, cover this up? Right? And then you had your own theory... Let's go on why they, why do you think they would want to... Co- okay, f- uh, first one, the most reasonable. If it is a negligent accident. Uh, it's an accident, right? Maybe they, uh, it's first face, right? So um, oh talk yeah. about the concept of face. Right. That'd be interesting. <clears throat> so real simple, because again, we don't want to put too much on China, but uh, everybody has a concept of face or you know saving face, uh, honor, things like this. Um, in the East, in the Confucian cultures, it's a little more pronounced and a little more dire. It's kind of used as currency, how much face you have and your ability to give other people face. Um, these are these are things, they take it to another level than we do here in the West. And Absolutely. So it's, it's not, like if, if it was negligence and if an accident happened, China would undoubtedly, on a cultural level, do everything they could to save face and not appear like they... They just fumbled, you know, right before the end zone here. Um, and so they would be willing to, I mean, obviously lying. They've, they've done worse to save face. And so it wouldn't be out of the question that if this was just a mistake, if things just didn't go well, it's them trying to cover it up and not doing a very good job. And you also and talked about the sick man <laughs> of Asia, that concept from before, right? And save face is like it's a top down from government down to, to the people. To the people. Yeah. Here... Most governments kind of have something to, to an extent, to an but extent. You, we China, China is very serious. We we can separate ourselves like from the government shame, much easier. Shame is like the worst. Yeah, thing. and 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 like uh, like Gene was saying, China has had a bad reputation. Well, their reputation for the last hundred hundred and fifty years, really since heavy Western contact started, was the sick man of Asia. You know the the weakness being perceived as the weak link of of. East Asia, and um, so any, you know, you can imagine the the optics of that. If people are, the whole world is now sick because of the sick man of Asia, you know, so there's an extra incentive. China, since its inception, has really had a chip in it, on its shoulder to to prove itself as being strong and capable, and honestly, I mean, uh, being a, a a world a global power. CCP, CCP took over. Yeah, they they've wanted to. Be the world power um, by any means necessary. By any means necessary, and and part of that is image, 
because they've seen how the U.S. does it. The, the U.S. for a long time was really all about marketing itself through soft power. Yeah, soft power is a very big thing. And China is imitating this really, really well. And so bumbling it like that still this early on would not be good for them. So that's option one as to why China would go to these links to cover it up. If if it is a cover up, right? Because there's probably a lot of people who are skeptical about that. I would say they've definitely. That's the crazy part. Is I'm curious that what is what is the percentage that people are like ah just what pe- what if we did a poll, what do you think people would say about what? If we said, um, do you think this virus was a cover up? Do you think it you was think China lied? Do you think China lied? Do you think they did it as a military operation? It depends how you frame the question. Yeah. If you just say, do you think China lied? I think overwhelmingly people are going to say yes. How about, do you think the virus was a, a strategic military operation or it was just an accident? That's that's going to be much more. I think more yeah. people are going to lean towards accident. But you know what? You know what's interesting? It could have been maybe uh, originally like uh kind of like do you, have you heard of a uh, project cherry blossom by japan i've heard of it during yes. world war Two, they actually planned on uh shooting torpedoes into san francisco or the west coast um uh i think i don't know it was a weaponized strain of anthrax some kind of um disease so it is it's definitely historically. Well, I mean, it, it, it was definitely a th- uh, biological weapons weren't yeah. out of the, out of the question. Biological warfare has been a thing since they like catapulted uh, or trebucheted cows. <laughs> dead didn't bo- they, dead bodies? Yeah, the didn't uh, the Mongols walls. do that? Uh, yeah, a lot of people did. So, yeah, I mean, it's not outside the que- the realm of possibility. Um, if we're talking about like espionage and and covert warfare. Illness is one of the top ways to do it. So yeah, and the CDC says anthrax is a makes. It's a, by the way, this is not my my uh, quote. This is the CDC. Anthrax makes a good weapon because it can be released quietly and without anyone knowing. The microscopic spores could be put into powders, sprays, food, and water. Because they are so small, you may not be able to see, smell, or taste them. Anthrax has been used as a weapon before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if uh, Project Cherry Blossom was anthrax. Let me look that up for you guys. But no, I mean, just that's that's another thing is if it wasn't accidental in an attempt to save face, there is a possibility which a lot of people will look at as conspiracy theory because it is pretty heavy to outright accuse another world power of, you know, directly shutting the 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 world economy down in an attempt to get to the big dogs. But yeah, I really it's, it's not outside the realm of possibility either. Yeah, it I, was yeah, Japan Japan Japanese had encased bubonic plague, chloria, smallpox, botulism, anthrax, and other diseases into bombs where they were routinely dropped on Chinese combatants and non combatants. According to, to the two thousand two International Symposium on the Crimes of Biological Warfare, the number of people killed by the Imperial Japanese Army, germ warfare and human experiments was around fifty eight hundred fifty yeah, five hundred eighty thousand. Oh, I think even in Syria. They were accused of biological warfare on their own people. Yeah, so that's not out of the question, but so I, it's, yeah. I think it's a stretch, to be honest. I think it was probably an accident, but the question is, do you think it was leaked from a lab, or do you think it had something to do with the wet markets? I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I, I think they took the hit and didn't want to go down alone. I, I do want to um, cite that China... China's illegal life wild trade is estimated to be um in at seven hundred seventy four billion, apparently yearly. 
So that's a lot of money. So the illegal life wire trade. I don't think this. I think this is a stretch. This uh, conspiracy theory, right? That well, they're doing that. They that they, it came from the wet market, and that they want to protect this illegal um, well, black they, operation. So they the criticism even like almost as much as direct criticism on the CCP at that time was on the wet markets. There was a lot of mm-hmm. articles talking about like the dangerous, the un- unsanitary conditions, so on and so forth. Right. And so China, China initially came out and said they were going to shut it down and they didn't end up shutting it down. Yep. So I think that it plays a role. I think like you said, it's maybe more secondary, but 74 billion, it, if they shut down, that's quoted the, by Al Jazeera. If they th- shut down all the wet markets in China, you kill that. And then the ripple effect is ch- Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a, Maybe even a bigger industry, probably. Very much, yeah. So Chinese organic, yeah. Chinese so traditional medicine. Shutting that down would hurt a lot more than just people. Yeah. In the illegal. Which I mean, <clears throat> the the you know, there's always regulation that they could do and still maintain it in a way, but it's too much work. Yeah, exactly. Which which is why, honestly, I think it's kind of secondary. Because if we're saying that they went to that extent for laziness. More or less, I, d- I don't buy that. I think secondary it definitely plays a factor, but I do think it is. Personally, I think it's one of the first two options. Either it was nefarious or it was clumsy in attempt to save face. But um, yeah, I think those are good ways to wrap up China. Mm-hmm. Let's crack this American pie. So where do you want to go from here? From the America's um, response. Maybe we can do it from chronological the order. Pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about um, what happened in January. Well, we can even start earlier than well, that. Uh, well, yeah. you could talk about the travel ban, right? How they um. T- well, I mean, that, that was that's not that, that was the first action taken against it. But I mean, we got to like we kind of overlapping with what we said earlier. We were getting reports as early as November about some strange new virus coming out of China and it was all very much just downplayed because typically those things t- tend to stay in China as far as we're concerned. I was trying to find that video where yeah um where they were talking about Taiwan. No, she brought up Taiwan. I don't know. She is Who was that what where, did, where was this video from? When we were talking about it in the the last episode where they cut it off because some guy, the she brought up Taiwan. Uh, it was was that the WHO? WHO? It was a, it was a representative of the official. WHO, yeah. I don't know who was interviewing. Interviewing. I can't seem to find that video. Like, which shocking. <laughs> it's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> they wiped it. Um, it's uh, but no, we can. So when when things started getting apparent that the WHO was not in control of this situation, when things weren't adding up, that's when Donald Trump, um, what was it, at the end of January, or the start of February. When the travel ban be started. Okay, but to put it in order, was that before or after uh, Nancy Pelosi dancing in the streets of China? That came after. So as a, so that's well. Whenever oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that came after. That came. That, that was, was a response. response to that it. was a response. <laughs> and also, um, the mayor of New York, uh, De Blasio, had a similar because this was right around Chinese New Year, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Lunar Festival. That's the crazy part about it: the worst time possible for the an Lunar outbreak. Festival. The biggest, the biggest mass exodus of China, internally and externally, where this virus comes out. I mean, we know. I know. I just said this in the last episode, but 
what kind of shit luck do we have to have this? Well, it, it was it was made worse. So Trump issues a, a travel ban specifically to China, and it's pretty simple. If you're a U.S. citizen, you can expatriate back to the United States with a quarantine. It says that oh, no Chinese citizens could come, or nobody non-U.S. could come from China to the United States. That was the first measure taken. Immediately, Trump was labeled a xenophobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was shown he was taking it way out of proportion. This thing was just like the flu. Um, Nancy Pelosi was dancing in the streets of San Francisco. It's Chinatown, funny because saying, "Come dance, come party with us." Speaking of this, I'm look look at this Huffington Post or Huff Post. No, Nancy Pelosi was not dancing in the streets of Chinatown. Yes, she was. Semantic. She, she absolutely <laughs> she was, fucking was. I. She didn't literally do the Dougie. Yeah, she so wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't doing a dance, but she was in the streets. There is a video of her literally telling people to come. Come party with us. Come come enjoy the festival with us. Pretty much verbatim. This this is a fact. And who was that? The Guardian? Those fact checkers are the Yeah, worst. it was it was a fact checker. Um That's that's bullshit. That is I heard I saw the fucking videos with my own eyes. Let me see. You you I'm, pl- I'm gonna play it. Wait, did he say coronavirus scare? Yes, he did. Yeah. So he's admitting that it's... No, this is when it... Like, yeah, he's saying that it's a scare. This is what they thought. She's, she has a Chinese. <laughs> Giving hugs, no masks. Yeah, big group. They're well, all she said they were scares, right? I wanted that <coughs> picked up. So what we... I couldn't find her dancing, though. Did they delete it? I'm sure they did. But it, this is the point, though, is is everything done was was done as a direct opposition to Donald Trump's action. 
Donald Trump shut the border. He stopped uh, Chinese people from coming into the country as a precaution, not out of racism, but because this is where the virus was at this time. Well, he did it to Europeans too, right? Not at this time. At first, yeah. it was just China. Yeah, because that China. was the only place that it was at this time. Um, and then people immediately said, no, this is xenophobic, and this is how they reacted by going over the top to promote Chinatown and everything else. Um, yeah, it happened in the two biggest Chinatowns in the country. The uh, it, it, was, it was pure backlash. Um, and then shortly after that, I believe, Europe... Uh, Italy started getting hit really hard, and then he blocked uh, Europe from coming in as well. Yes. Um, up to this point, yes, I will. I will personally agree. Uh, Trump didn't handle it great from that point on until things started to get really serious. But uh, it was well. I think it seems that most people agreed that yeah, they didn't. It was an a novel virus. They didn't know how to react. But no, nobody handled yeah. it well. Is the point? I mean, that's exactly. Why I guess this is where it starts to get into fuzzy territory because once Trump started taking it serious and he formed his task force and he started doing researching, they immediately started putting a ton of money towards a vaccine. Uh, they started allocating funds to make sure that uh, makeshift hospitals were set up, that ventilators were made, that uh, PPE was made. Um, <clears throat> and pretty much anything he said from this point on, the media went the other way with it. I think at some point the WHO is telling people do not wear masks. Is that right, Deal? Yes. Do you remember why? Um, they said it wasn't un it was unnecessary and it doesn't actually do anything to prevent the, the virus from spreading. Mm -hmm. So early on, masks were outright told not to wear masks. Don't wear them. Later on, they they turned this around and they said. Um, what was the reason they said for originally to not wear, wear to not wear it? Like the reasoning they told people not to wear it. Did they say it's because of the science changed or did they say it's because see, I had heard things that it was because they were trying to save PPE for, but that was after the doctors. Fact. That was after the fact. And they were like, Oh, we did that. There was something like it was, it was wrong, but they did it to, Save PP for like frontline doctors and people right. that really needed it, and that was the excuse they gave. There were some reports about that, like why they were telling people not to wear masks. Shortly after this, we had the but that um, was more the CDC. I'm not sure if that was the oh, was WHO. that the CDC? Okay. Yeah. Sh shortly after that, we had what was called squash the curve. We were terrified of being overrun because at this point we were starting to get an idea of how deadly this virus was. We didn't know for sure, but we knew that it was somewhere around the flu. We knew that it wasn't a f like a death sentence, but we knew that it was around the flu or a little more contagious. What we were worried about was the hospitals being overrun mm -hmm. uh, and being like Italy. The big problem with Italy wasn't so much that it was so fatal. It's that they didn't have the resources to, to tend to everybody that went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So that's why the lockdown started. The idea was to lock down. Literally, the slogan was lock down for 14, uh, flatten the curve, right? And they showed a graph of a big, tall, high spike that comes down very goes up quickly, comes down quickly, and then a lower, flatter curve that goes for longer but doesn't go nearly as high, and it stays under this critical 
occupancy line. Um, it was supposed to be 14 days, and this turned into uh, like six months <laughs> in some parts of the country. Um, and that is where the that's where the real politici- politicize uh, politicization. Sure. That's where that really started to kick in is once it really started around the lockdowns. I think the masks were a thing. There was fights over, you know, first Trump did a thing and they didn't like that Trump did a thing. Then Trump did another thing and they didn't like that he did that thing. Then they say he didn't do the he didn't shut the border soon enough. And now, you, you know, what I mean, so there was that initially, but it was really the lockdowns because as soon as the lockdowns hit, the economy tanked. I mean, obviously, people couldn't go to work. They couldn't make money. Um, the only company that was making money was Amazon. Um, and the lockdowns worked in that they lowered the curve, obviously. But then all of a sudden, the slogan changed. Instead of flatten the curve, it became, like, destroy the virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lockdown to destroy the virus. And it was obvious, and anybody with half a brain knew, that once you open the, the border, once you open the economy up once you open everything up the caseload's going to go up again this is just it's the way shit works um and they've just been using that constantly to argue that lockdowns are the only way to fix it and this is just against the science you know what would be what would be a good um thing to add um how did taiwan deal with it don't they have the, some of the they, lowest cases i think again, they, they tried it they were on it early. That's just what should have happened, they're, they're right? They should have just shut the borders as soon as possible so no one with that virus could enter. Because case, uh, person uh, case zero or patient zero was from um, the northwest, right? Yeah, probably. That we know of. It was Kirkland. Well, and this, this is the thing. So you it was, It's not Seattle? It wasn't SeaTac? No, it was Kirkland. Th- this is where you get into testing as well because we don't know that. If this thing was widespread, or if it was highly contagious and it was going around Wuhan in November, well, I they said December, but it could have been November too. No, I mean it's it started November. We started getting reports in December, but what my point is is there was free, non like there was unobstructed traffic from China for at least three months of this thing being a thing, mm-hmm. and the fact is the majority of people that get this, they they're asymptomatic. And when tests weren't yet developed, there was no way to uh, there was no way to tell who has it or not. And so the first cases that we know of were in Kirkland, but I mean they they really could have been anywhere. Yeah, it's true. It's just the first uh, confirmed case. Which this is why there's been a big argument as to the more important test we should be focusing on, at least in the early days, was the antibody test. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to give us a better idea of who is T cells. Yeah, well, who's caught it? Who has the T cell uh, trace of it? And therefore, we can know exactly how deadly the virus is. And I think uh, another thing, people, as far as flights go, I think like it's some crazy number. Like over half of all international flights are either in or out of the U.S. Yeah. Like we're we are the hub. The hub. We're the hub. <laughs> so <laughs> any travel going on, the US is going to get hit hard yep. due to us being who we are. <laughs> Our location and and who we are. And I mean we invented, you know, air travel, like commercial air travel. Like it's 
I think that's combined commercial and uh, freight. Yeah, and like cargo planes. Fifty. I think it's legit like fifty percent. I can look it up. It's crazy number. I was surprised, but that what? definitely plays a factor into why. Well, and that's that's when we get into wider things. So I mean, honestly, I've kind of been rambling on here, um, not really knowing a direction, trying to recount the chain of events. What basically matters is where we're at now, and that's that this thing has been politicized completely. The U.S. economy was at an all-time high just before coronavirus. Immediately after coronavirus and lockdown start, the economy tanks. And while it's had upturns since then, it is still not where it was, obviously. That's because some states just have not opened up. California is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're getting ready to go into another widespread lockdown. Um, it's Not only is the science against it, you know, for a lot of reasons and in a lot of ways, but the WHO now for a while has been saying that lockdowns should be only be used as a, uh, like a final option. They said last resort. Absolute last resort because they do more harm than good. However, what we've seen during the course of this election cycle uh, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is, is genuinely this is the thing that the Democrats have attached themselves to. This is literally the thing that Joe Biden has been running on. And this is, this is honestly what it boils down to in terms of my beef about it. It is impossible to have an accurate um, idea of how deadly, how bad this, this virus is if we honestly, it's been politicized so much. And if it's been politicized by the Democratic Party, it's also been politicized and used as a weapon in the media. We can't get a straight a straight story about this thing from the media. They literally can play things. Not even that. They are, they are, they are blocking information. They are, um, suppressing suppressing. any dissenting voices. Yeah. I remember Elon Musk. He wanted to talk to Joe Rogan, um, on YouTube and they, they shadow banned him for that. And that's even just a small thing. That's that's small. You've got prominent scientists, experts, who are saying don't do this? This is wrong. Who have different ideas than? And they are shut down completely. And they're almost like canceled in a way. A- absolutely. Well, almost try to like. If Trump, if Trump shows a, a somebody, there is an immediate smear campaign on them that they don't know what they're talking about, or they're yeah. some for some reason incompetent, or if they can't find anything, they're just not given a platform. Outright, they're just not given a platform, and and I think that is what pisses me off about this so much this thing is besides the the way that it affected the election is is the way that when when this thing first started donald trump actually his ratings were going up now i realize that the election comes second to like the death toll but i'm going to get to that in a second donald trump was doing daily pressers having full transparency with the American people as to what his, uh, what his, um, what his team was working on and, and where they were at all the major medias, uh, uh, CNN, I think Fox news, did Fox continue to play it or did they shut it down too? I really think, I think they shut it down. I think they all shut it down. Literally, all the major news networks refused to air his thing. They said, "We'll we'll tell we'll tell you about it. We'll summarize yeah. it for you." And it was because yeah, his approval was going up. Like 
drastically going up during his because he was being transparent and he was he was leading with a hopeful message now i'm not a president i've never led a nation but you know i like to feel like my leadership knows what's going on or at least is doing right thing i like to hear messages of hope now i don't want to be lied to if the apocalypse is tomorrow i don't want them to tell me everything will be fine just to keep the peace but if we don't have a fucking clue what's happening I don't want us to just assume that everything's going to be terrible. The old adage, um, plan for the worst, hope for the best. And I feel like that's what Trump was doing. I watched a couple of his pressers, and then I watched immediately after with how the media framed the stuff. They didn't talk about the substance of what he was saying. They talked about how he interacted with the press or how he was saying something bombastic or ridiculous or he was making a joke or, or something but they didn't they didn't record and they didn't pass on any of the substance that he was saying any of the news that he was relating and i think that's criminal yeah, it was it was bad and and then they expect us to trust and that's why trump stopped doing them because if they're in charge of disseminating the information that he puts out and they're twisting everything he says there's I'm, no there's nothing I'm not showing it it's in its entirety exactly we also we have seen the way that Anybody who sides with this kind of like things are going to get better, they get shut down. Uh, who was the other doctor? It was Fauci and Deborah. Uh, oh, yeah. Dr. Deborah Burke. Burks. 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 She was she was side by side. It was the dynamic duo. In fact, Trump, for all his gloating and, and wanting to be in center stage during his pressers, he usually just passed the questions off to these two. Yes. And yet they constantly tried to spin the narrative that he was against them until uh, Dr. Burks started agreeing with him and disagreeing with Fauci. I haven't heard from her since. No, <laughs> <laughs> She's like the co-host to Ryan Seacrest on the first season of American Idol. Second season, he's gone, baby. <laughs> it's a solo and show. The funny, like Fauci has not been an active like epidemiologist for Years he's just heading. <laughs> he, well, he's a, in a leadership position the yeah. same way the the Ethiopian he's, fellow he's is a, of the WHO. He's a bureaucrat at this point. <laughs> he's a, he's a talking head. He's not. <laughs> now I'm not saying he doesn't know stuff about this, but I'm saying that he, he's a bureaucrat. Yeah. He's a bureaucrat, and and honestly, one of the best things that even when he speaks about stuff, and I believe he has admitted this himself, he is an epidemiologist. This is his singular focus as the president of the United States you have more than just one focus his focus Fauci's focus is specifically to stop people from getting the coronavirus and to offer the best way for people to not get the coronavirus as the president you need to weigh the 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 pros and cons you need to weigh the losses and gains of everything and honestly if the lockdowns are more deadly than the virus, if they have more of a long-term effect than the virus, then you, you need to find a way to not do a total lockdown. You need to find a way to not shut down the economy. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, And he said, the, what is it, the, solu the solution can't be worse than the disease? I can't remember the exact I mean, that's paraphrased yeah. pretty accurately. I mean, it's the, common sense. The cure can't be worse than the disease. Yes. Which is very true. And I can get into some uh, just little anecdotes about this just to kind of cover. By all means. Cover. 
then a few things, but first cases don't mean deaths. Yes. And the death rate is down. Significantly. Significantly. By flipping people on their stomach. I think 80, 85%. I'm not joking, literally. Flipping people on their stomach improved survival rates by... Oh, was that one of the things? That was one of the things. It was literally putting people on their stomach, help them breathe by... uh, I mean, I don't want to make up a number here, but it was by a large margin of helping people pull through the worst of the infection. Yeah, I think a combination of things, things like that, the therapeutics... um, Realizing that ventilators aren't always the solution. Well, and ventilators <laughs> pump actually. Pump them on that right away. W- when you get on, everyone was talking about ventilators up front. When you get on a vi- ventilator, you're practically dead. Mm-hmm. So it's the death rate of people that are put on ventilators is extremely high uh, yeah. because y- you are practically dead. The machine is breathing for you at that mm-hmm. point. So that's that's a thing, too. And uh, what else was one other? I c- it'll come back to me. But. Yeah, even Fauci recently said, uh, even with a vaccine now, you still need masks and social distancing, which is, what's the point of a vaccine? <laughs> well, and this goes even further. If if social distancing and masks are the cure, then why do we need to lock down? Yeah, if that's enough. And if locking down is the cure, then why do we need masks? You, you know what I mean? Like, And I know that seems silly, but it, it makes sense. Like, everyone is talking about Trump is horrible because he didn't, Force people to wear masks. He didn't say mask, mask, mask enough, even though he said it quite a bit. But he didn't push it really hard. And people were talking like this was just writing a death sentence for everybody. But there are there are statistics from Europe that some of the most hard hit places mask the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was gonna get in like Italy had very extreme lockdowns. Oh yeah. Um. They were the first, I think, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, first, they locked down like crazy. It looked like ch- Chinese lockdowns there for <laughs> a second. Uh, and still had very high death rates. Yes. Still, now they're in the second lockdown again. Mm-hmm. They're bringing it back. So, thanks science. Wasn't the lockdowns like the end-all, be-all? You get locked down, and that'll save everything. But that's that goes was, back to the point. The, it those, didn't work. The lockdowns bring down the curve. But even then... But there's no real scientific rules even for a lockdown. Exactly. It's not a complete lockdown. It's a partial lockdown no matter what because people have to go to the store. They have to do things. And so then you have people all in one house that are breathing the same air, especially if you're breathing, you know, the windows are closed because it's cold and you've got a heater on or it's hot and you've got the AC on. You're breathing recycled air. Everybody there is going to catch it. If one person gets it, everybody's going to catch it. It just doesn't there, – there is a logic to lockdowns. There definitely is. It's an extreme social distancing. Personally, I like the model where the people who are most likely to die from, from the virus, they are quarantined instead of the rest of the people who are not likely to die. And that's what Sweden – and I can get into that in a bit, but that's what eventually what they turn to. They – quarantine the elderly and the those with kind of conditions, conditions. You know, exist pre-existing, pre-existing conditions. conditions um but do you have the statistics up on on the death rates current it's like an aggregate one i don't know it, it's basically i mean to summarize it like it is per by country no for us for our country so basically 
If you are below the age of 70. Oh, oh, I have that. Okay. It's, uh, it, it's, it's crazy. It, it's, it's really interesting. If you are below the age of 70. I think I said that in our group chat. Your chances of survival are above 99%. Oh, it's, and 99% isn't even doing it justice. <laughs> no. Let me find it. Because, because again, we haven't done widespread antibody testing. This is. This is based on tests. <laughs> okay, let's see. I think I sent it right around here. And that also goes into, there's a significant percentage of the deaths were nursing home deaths. When oh, they yeah, yeah. Threw COVID positive patients in with the nursing home. Oh, good old, good old, uh, what What was his name again? <laughs> oh, that's right. Golden Boy Cuomo. Cuomo. And I think He's our neighbor. they did it in Michigan also. Whitmer, I think. I, b- I believe so too, yeah. But that's where, like, a sign- large portion of their deaths were because of that. You take your most susceptible population and just... And locking them in with the virus. Lock them in with the virus. Shocking. If that needs to get exposed, and he needs to be... And you said he wrote a book about him triumphing against the virus? Oh, that's just... As they prepare for the second Just rich. Lockdown. And now in the... I do, how I defeated... I, what's the title of his book? It's literally... How like- I defeated the virus? My success on tackling the virus... And now you're back dealing with the virus again. I yeah. thought you you wrote your book. You're successful. <laughs> People should, and there was a book burning for that, which is hilarious. <laughs> well, well, let me look for that book real quick. Where is it? What is the book called? I don't know. You just, can just Cuomo, look up Cuomo COVID nineteen book. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, where did I send it? So while they're looking that up, yeah. <coughs> oh, are you talking about American Crisis? Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic? Yeah, that's leadership American leadership Como. Lessons. Leadership Lessons. Leader, what a leader. Kill, that guy is an off. absolute liar. And it, But it was always like, oh... Elderly grandma and grandpa, you got to protect them. But, but I mean, this goes back. I'm well, Italian. We love our parents. Well, that's why they all died because of intergenerational cohabitation. All the young people who caught it and were asymptomatic, and then they live with grandma and grandpa, and then grandma and grandpa died. That's why Italy got smacked so hard. Uh, and they also have a very high population. aging population as well, right? A lot of smokers, a very touchy feely culture. Yeah. Touchy feely. A lot of hugging, kissing, kissing, kissing close personal space sort of thing, yeah. I'm going to be devil's advocate and then pull up a... I'm curious what you guys think of this article. New Zealand Inc. recaps benefit of hard and fast COVID lockdown. Companies believe Wellington's decision to put health over profits mm-hmm. could pay off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's why none of that is valid. This is um, November 6, 2020. When Wait, New Zealand is so small that it is oftentimes forgotten to be put on a map. <laughs> New Zealand's economic contributions to the world are so small... They they are probably about the same as a state of ours. Like it's, we are not the same country. And I, I, and I think that's what. How many people does Taiwan it, have? Taiwan also has a small, a relative. How small is their population? Well, and that's small populations. If they do it right they, and they are strict, they can get a hold of this thing well. And that's yeah, why the, there's not a magic bullet for this. And thing. the USA, it has as states' rights. You have, you it, don't have one person. 
essentially with dictatorial fascistic um, authority to tell every single state what to do. There's a lot of factors. Yes, the states' rights. States', states rights. States make the decisions. Federalism. Um, yeah. Again, twenty-eight thousand flights take off in the United States per day, accounting for half of global commercial air traffic. We are a hub. We are we, an export. Here's another thing: because of lockdowns, there's an estimated. Uh, a, a number of rolling famines that are expected if the U.S. is locked down indefinitely because that, that's the kind of impact we have. Us shutting down for a long period of time here results in famines and starvation in Africa. Yeah, I'm going to get into that stuff too. Um, what other factors? And also, I think New Zealand, they locked down quickly right as they had the chance to. Whereas the U.S., they didn't have that privilege. They, they I lock, don't even think that matters They that can much. lock down completely. That's yeah. the difference. Like they can stop all like that's like I was saying, um, countries like Tonga and Samoa and these Pacific cultures, they have like five flights a day or every other day that come into the country. They can just stop that and just be fine. Just mm -hmm. lock down the country completely. The United States absolutely does not have there are consequences for the entire world when we do that. It, it, it like people talk about oh the economy you value the money in more than people's lives that is they are tied together yes I, I'm sorry directly the, the United States economy is directly tied to not just U.S. citizen lives but to the world like it it would it, it it's just you, you're just either stupid or you're just willfully ignorant on these things there's no middle ground. Mm -hmm. You didn't just forget this thing. Like this is this is basics. I'm a dope when it comes to this shit, and I know that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Sweden, no lockdown or mandates. I mean, early on, they were just completely open, and the only thing they did again is separating the elderly and those with pre-existing conditions, right? And let everyone else just do whatever they wanted to. Yep. Uh, and they fared much better even to this day. In other countries, also. they got they had a. There's a very recent article about that too. No lockdowns, but Sweden seems to have controlled the COVID nineteen pandemic. International New York Times, October one first, twenty twenty, updated October one twenty twenty, eight twenty. Seen at the North House, Stockholm, a co working space oozed with radical normalcy. Young, turtleneck wearing hipster. Okay, I hate this yeah. article already. <laughs> Schmoozed in the office coffee corner. Others chatted freely. At okay. What kind of? <laughs> it seemed like generators. You're writing for like. <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, so bas basically, they didn't lock down. No, and a large, again, a large majority of their deaths were nursing home deaths. Because same situation. Well, more and more, what we see is that this thing comes in, it kind of kills who it's going to kill, and then it goes. And this this brings up a good point when they were trying to smack Trump over the head with with COVID numbers and why he doesn't care, and his infamous "It is what it is." It wasn't that he's saying I don't care about this. He's saying like these these the virus is doing what it wants. We're doing our best. We're doing everything we can. Nobody died in America due to lack of care. Mm -hmm. They died because they were probably on their way to dying in the first place. And this is a controversial thing because it makes you sound like a dick. Yes. But at the same time, like it's it's a fact and it needs to be taken into account. I'm mm -hmm. not saying let the vulnerable out you know, to, to be slaughtered like, you know, like sheeps to the slaughter, as yeah. they say, right? But I'm saying, like, this just shut everything down honestly kills more old people <laughs> than, than it protects them. Oh, and that's, yeah, that's all the other health issues that get brought up as a result of this. But 
Yeah, like your. Uh, what was I gonna say? My gosh. Um. And I just brain fart, brain fart. But uh, I'll get back to Sweden. Maybe it'll come back to me. But they even Sweden was projected at ninety thousand deaths. Mm-hmm. They only ended up with four thousand. Well, the the model that they used to decide all these numbers, these out like originally, do you remember like the two million? Oh yeah, we were supposed to have two million plus. All and and Great Britain was supposed to have like a million plus or so. Like these astronomical numbers came from a model that they just didn't adjust. They didn't adjust for these, and nobody said any. Like they still referred to the models even as it was going on. And he, man, now we're getting into some fuzzy territory. But here's a fact that we know: hospitals have admitted that they were encouraged to mark things down as COVID deaths. Oh, that reminds me of what I was going to get into. Okay, you're, you're gonna hit. You're gonna hit it, but you can say that. No, no, portion. go ahead, go ahead. Um, but yeah, there was there was that part just reminded me of my part. But there was an incentive. A weird, because this is what happens when the government can takes control of mm-hmm. medicine. They do things that are not always in the best interests of the people. It might be well intended, but yes. when you're incentivizing hospitals with, okay, every time you have a COVID patient, we pay something like ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Every time they get put on a ventilator, you get an additional like thirty something thousand dollars. That's problematic. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Because that and it's happened. <laughs> well intentioned because you want to support these hospitals who might be overwhelmed and not have the funds to take care of these patients. You understand. But you have to, of course, take into account the human element. People th- putting profits over truth. Truth, yeah. I mean, and, and the, the truth comes down to hurting people because 200,000 people died. True. And of them, I'm not even saying that people that just didn't have COVID were marked as COVID. Although I'm not going to bullshit you, and that probably happened in some places. Well, the testing was very shaky. Yeah. Even to this day, very shaky. There's been reports. False positives. False positives. Yeah. It's common. So the thing is, is we know for a fact that there are instances of somebody has coronavirus and like they get hit by a car. And so mm-hmm. it's marked as a corona death. And that was admitted. That was admitted. In the, by the coronavirus task force during one of the, uh, like coronavirus uh, assessment, assessment little things. Well, I remember. So when the CDC was in charge of recording coronavirus deaths, right? And it was on a steady up. It was just rising, rising, rising. And then the Trump administration said, we're going to take over. And almost immediately they said, oh, well, we might be inflating it by like 25%. <laughs> now, what's funny, when we talk about how the media influences stuff, people that I know that consume a lot of mainstream media, they took the same graph and they said, oh, isn't it funny? Trump take, Trump's administration takes over and all of a sudden... COVID deaths stop climbing at such a rate. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> Meanwhile, people that on the other side of it, they say, oh, look, obviously the CDC was lying because, <laughs> you know, this is where the division in the country is coming from, folks, is what the fucking news is telling you. Depending on what news you consume, on what media you consume, this is going to influence your worldview about things like this. The, literally, the same graph had two different captions on it, depending on, on what side of the political spectrum you were on. It's fucking ridiculous. 
Yeah, it was is really shameful, really. Yeah. How they how they dealt with it. It uh, it was it, and and to this day that's why when I hear honestly my heart goes out to Donald Trump. Cuz the guy is in the situation as a politician where during the entire election all the debates he kept getting smacked with that 200,000 number over and over. In his heart he knows that at least a good chunk of that number is bullshit. <laughs> but my man cannot say that it's bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, because it's uh, it's political suicide to do so. Because fact of the matter, those people died. We didn't, you know, as far as we know, nobody was invented just to be dead on these things. So these people actually died, but it's the cause of it. But that's where the media likes to play uh, play word games. Yeah, and getting back to the uh, the count, because, again, it's getting back to, like, we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals. Yes, not that a, was the whole point. Not a single hospital. Let us in, refresh your memory. Not a single hospital in the entire nation at any point was overwhelmed. Actually, many of them were underwhelmed, underwhelmed and could not keep, keep, their, keep, staff keep their staff employed because there was no patience, because they were keeping out patients who would have gone there for other reasons out of fear and they weren't getting any coronavirus cases to treat that they were just going out of business actually hospitals went out of business even here in even locally here (laughs) there was a case don't say it don't say it (laughs) locally here there was there was there was was a report and probably if you're really a forensic (laughs) kind of person you can find out forensic uh, (laughs) but they manufactured a line uh-huh. Of cars to take the test, and they got caught. I don't even think that was actually here though. But they got caught setting up a line of cars to show, like, oh, how many people, how much. Uh, yes, of, st- of staging were, these. So they were they staged the lineup of cars trying to get tests to show that it's now bu- there, busier than it was. There actually, are that some, hospital was going under. There are some areas that I'm well, and look at that poor decision making like that, and fucking over prepping for this shit. Nobody got overran. Hospitals are going under because their staff has nothing to do and nobody's coming in. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you lie about the numbers? Because also they made certain conditions non-essential, certain treatments non-essential. So mm-hmm. you couldn't even go in for that. Yeah. And top of that, the fear of like, I don't want to go to the hospital because I think I might get sick. Yep. So a lot of people just weren't going. So if somebody dies in your hospital, why wouldn't you say coronavirus? You need the revenue. Yeah. You need the income. You might even dab them with like a... Yeah. <laughs> sneeze in their face sneeze or something. Now, I'm not, I'm not taking... There are some places that do get hit hard. Smaller towns in in the country that do... Exp- not smaller towns, but smaller cities that have a hospital. Yeah, I think they don't have a huge metropolitan you know, hospital or multiple hospitals. I'm sure that they are working hard. I'm sure there are places that are working hard. They're not overrun. They, they're not fucking overrun. New York City, which, again, had the highest... To this day, I think New Jersey and New York have the two highest yes. death rates. Probably, during, if, during you, this if whole, you single them out, they might be the highest in the world. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> if you because, single out those two states, yeah, it would be the highest. I think it might even be in the cities. Because they... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they, you know, put... Corona-infested old people and old folks home <laughs> and lock the doors, and they're not in jail. But uh, no, but they um, 
they were sent they 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 took stadiums and they converted them into makeshift hospitals and they they had a boat sent over. They had a big fucking navy ship that specifically was sent over by the federal government to help them. And and dipshit Cuomo turned it away. Not he's not a dipshit for turning it away. He's a dipshit for acting like the federal government didn't help by politicizing this shit. This asshole. Well, at a certain point, he said he. Oh, they did give us. No, he said it a couple times, and, and then flip flops, and like, he's flip flopped oh, no, many times. No, he's the worst person in the world. Yeah. The, yeah, Trump has been terrible and all this, but they were not in need. They were not in want of anything, no matter how hard they yeah. tried. It's how do you ask for anything you want? You get. You think? Oh, thank you for giving me everything I requested. Again, states' rights. Yep. Trump can't come in and run New York for and you. Wasn't and then that, you blame Trump. And that wasn't that a big issue too? They're like, no, no, we can't have him deciding what all the all the states uh, want have to do. Well, no, we call, do that ourselves. It went the call other way call Trump a, a fascist. He doesn't take a fascist action. No, they were taking. They were begging him to. They, they wanted, were begging him. They wanted just him so to they be stronger. They wanted to no. They wanted to put him in a corner of being a fascist. Well, I that's exactly. And he didn't. He didn't that. take the bait. They wanted him to to nationalize fucking production of PPE, like take over car companies and make them yeah. produce fucking ventilators. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I believe in free market. And they were super pissed like he's too weak. I remember there being articles about Trump being too weak. And then shortly after when he's telling these places like you need to open up, they're like, what a fucking fascist. <laughs> you can't tell states what to do. Yeah. People, open your fucking <laughs> eyes, please. I don't even like the guy. I know it sounds like I'm just swinging from his dick right now. I'm telling you, I don't even like the guy. But how are you not seeing this? And if you're listening to this, you, you know, maybe you're a Trump fan. Maybe you're not a Trump fan. But please tell me how you're not seeing this shit. This happened. I heard the fucking news with my own ears. I saw it with my own eyes week to week. Trump's too weak to fucking lead this nation through Corona. He doesn't have the balls to take full control. The next week, he's such a fucking fascist because he's trying to tell the, the states what to do because he made a comment that he's going to override them or something like mm -hmm. that. He, yeah, Open there's the supremacy fucking eyes. The it's called the that, supremacy clause, which the, he never used. The supremacy clause overrides the state's rights, correct? I'm not even sure, but yeah. I think it's called the supremacy clause. After that, uh, economy's so bad because of Trump. Are we ignoring that the lockdowns and the coronavirus didn't happen? Those didn't happen, and he just ruined the economy. And then, no, he's and then, and then he tries to say, no, the only places where, like, the economy shit are these blue states where they refuse to open back up. And yep. Say, Why are you dividing the country between red and blue? Because that's how they're divided. They've decided, hey, <laughs> let's. I don't know. They whisper to each other. Hey, let's let's lock down. <laughs> by the way, I found the supremacy clause. This is the this is the definition by Wikipedia. Ew, but whatever. The supremacy clause of the Constitution of the United States establishes that the constitutions, Constitution, federal laws made pursuant to it, and treaties made under its authority constitute the supreme law of the land, and thus take priority over the, any conflicting state laws. Well, I know they have the uh, what, what's the what's the act when. Uh like the federal government can crack down martial law on an area to regain order. And it go and the Wikipedia article goes a bit um more in depth. In essence, it is a conflict of laws rule specifying that certain federal acts take priority and over any state acts that conflict with federal law. But when federal law conflicts with the constitution, 
that law is null and, vo- and void. In this respect, the supremacy clause follows the lead of Article 13 of the Articles of Confederation, which provide that every state shall abide by the determination of the United States in Congress assembled on all questions which by this confederation are subi- submitted to them. A constitutional provision announcing the supremacy of, fe- of federal law. The supremacy clause assumes the underlying priority of federal authority only when the authority is expressed in in the Constitution itself, no matter what the federal government or the state might might wish to do. They have to say stay within the boundaries of the Constitution. This makes the Supremacy Clause the cornerstone of the whole U.S. political structure. There you have it. So he, and he didn't even do that. Yeah. He refused. I, I don't know how you can call him. this guy a fucking fascist, man. That that's the, That's the takeaway, I mean... Yeah, well, a fascist would have tried to take a lot more power and then, yeah, revoke these um, state lo- state laws and, yeah, try to uh, use... A fascist Actually, would consolidate there, yeah, there was some fasc- Exactly. There were some fascist gov- governors out there yeah. who did a lot of unconstitutional things and proven in court that what they did was unconstitutional. The fucking, okay, Mayor fucking de Blasio fucking hunting down Jews <laughs> when they're praying in New York. Well, yeah, that's, that's, against the, that's against the... Uh, directly uh, targeting right, the Jewish community. Welding their park shut. It's a park. It's not even the synagogue. He's welding it shut. And it's outside as well. Exactly my point. Like, oh, and then, oh, let's not even get into that shit about, oh, you're not allowed to go outside during the summer. You know, we know for a fact that, that sunlight is it helps fucking nuke this thing. But we want to run because Trump said a, a fucking goofy thing about shining light up your ass or something. <laughs> but we, that's what we want to focus on. And get back, get, get the fuck back in your house. Dude, go to the beach. It's fresh fucking air, man. <sighs> yeah, and I mean that's that was Florida. Florida hardly locked down. And no they because they're a mandate. sunshine fucking state. They're partying on the beach. I, I had family who was in Florida during that partying on the beach. was <laughs> fine. They didn't have any huge spikes. They didn't. Still one of the best performing states. Even when they started, like people, as soon as, and oh my God. It's a big state. High, they jumped high on population. 17,558 deaths. In Florida? That's and a big that's state. in Florida. That's a big state. And it's a, that's a big state. And there's a lot of old people there. And then the and New York. And a lot of very then, yeah, high it's actually, elderly population. Yeah, very high elderly population. It's also, like, it's a retirement state. <laughs> and then New York, you know how many deaths they had? You, a million. It's a. Uh, I like how it doesn't pop up right away on Google. Give me one second. It says 24,136 deaths. In, and they're basically all in the city. And that's just one city. Yeah, that's And, this, and the then city. that was the, the basically whole... Basically the city. New York City. I mean, New York is like New York City. Yeah. The rest is the sticks. And that's a, yeah, Florida, and that compared to the whole state of Florida. Wow. All right, so this, we're, we're coming towards the end here. W- what I want to say, this is the whole reason why this came up. This Do your own research. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, that's what it comes down to is listen up and use your fucking eyes. But people. try to broaden your perspective, I, I think. We're, we're going in, in, for most of the country, we're going into another four to six week long lockdown. This is wrong. My, this is my point. This is wrong. No matter how you fucking look at it, companies, small little companies that barely made it through the first wave of lockdowns, 
They're not going to make it through. They were counting on the holidays, Black Friday, Christmas shopping, to get them through the year, to make back some of their money. And it is, it's done. It's done in a lot of these states. And I think that's a fucking travesty. Absolutely. Um, Sad. People, open your fucking eyes. If you're not in America, same fucking thing, man. Same fucking thing. Question this shit. You're not a bad person for wanting to know the truth. There are people who are in power who, to stay in power, are willing to lie to you. That's it. Look at fucking, look at Joe Biden. His entire fucking campaign was, come on, man. And and refusing to answer any questions and telling people that, no, Trump killed 200,000 Americans. At some point saying 200 million. 200 million, yes. <laughs> Various numbers that Trump killed. He tossed out a lot of it. So <laughs> you, you, need to, you need to open your eyes, people. The reason we're still in this situation, I'm not saying COVID isn't a thing. I'm not saying don't take it seriously. I'm saying when they say... Or that there's no long-term health effects, which there are, even if you do recover. Well, no, I'm saying when, when they say fucking listen to the science, do that. Listen to the science. Don't just fucking follow what's on the news because if you look even slightly closely while you're watching the news, what they're saying is actually the opposite of the science. This is, this is the takeaway. I, it's been a wild fucking ride over here, this, this one, but there's so much to say. And I'll, I'll wrap it up with lockdown causes death. Lockdown causes death. Uh, UK report as many avoidable cancer deaths as COVID deaths is likely because people not going to their appointments, getting routine checks and things like not that, not catching cancer early on. There's high likelihood, there's a UK report that there will be as many cancer deaths as COVID deaths. Be, think, think about that. God, I know we said we're going to end up. Uh, avoidable. Fucking, avoidable cancer. Fucking death. think about that. Cancer. Cancer, the thing that's so bad that if anything else in life is bad that spreads, we call it a cancer. Mm -hmm. Like this is the term for the most horrible illness that man faces currently. And we are putting COVID, which again, if you're under the age of 70, you are more than 99% likely to not die from it. From like zero to 25, I think it's 99.998. It is ridiculously 20, 20, high. 26 to like 50 is like 99.95. It's like it, it's it crazy it, high. It doesn't get to like 99.1 <laughs> until you're like 60. Yeah. And then at 70, it drops down to like 95. But again, these are from fucking... Uh, nursing homes. Yeah. So are, these are un, like this is collected, contained with the virus. This is and people in nursing homes almost always have some sort of pre-existing condition, in addition to being elderly. That's what I'm. So, cancer is taking a back seat to this bitch of an illness. If you've lost someone to COVID, genuinely lost someone to COVID, I apologize and my sympathies go out to you. But be realistic. That's bad luck, man. That's bad luck. Yes, within that 99.9995, somebody's got to die to make that fucking math work. Yeah. But it's not enough to, to end the fucking world, to put cancer on the back seat. 
it's it's nonsense. It's fucking nonsense, man. And that, it just reminds me, uh, the flu flu deaths, like well, that's flu, flu disappeared, tuberculosis disappeared. I guess COVID cured those. Well, somehow. let's not let's not get it fucking twisted. How many of those COVID deaths were flu deaths? Probably a considerable amount. Probably a considerable fucking amount. Like same for tuberculosis. Fact. Um, fun fact in 2018, do you know how many people died from tuberculosis? I don't know. Two million. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, say that again? Two Tuber- million. Tuberculosis. So, tuberculosis deaths, 2018. That is a huge amount. That's insane. Tuberculosis, taking a back seat. And no one talked about it. To, to the bitch. I think you could have got, I mean, if you're going to get Trump, get him on that. Two million yeah, look deaths. it up. <laughs> CDC. In 2018, an estimated 10 million persons had an incident. TB and 1.5 million TB related deaths occurred. 1.5 million. Representing 2% and 5% declines from 2017. TB. That's a decline? Look, look, look. This is TB. This is TB. If you take a pill every day for a period of time, TB goes away. Like, it's, it's, in a developed country, it's kind of hard to die from TB. Once you get diagnosed, it's a pretty fu- and the pills are cheap. They're super cheap. And 1.5 million died 1. in the US. 1.5 million died from this bitch. In the US. In the US. And that's a hot much higher percentage of children if you look into that. Yep. Much much higher percentage of children. COVID don't touch the kids. I think it's a few hundred thousand of those were kids. Which is crazy. So I, again, And I, yeah, worldwide 1.33 million COVID deaths. Global, 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 global death, COVID yeah. deaths. But again, again. Yeah, TB, it's 10 million persons. 10 million globally? Yeah. <sighs> so TB seems to be the <laughs> real danger we could be preventing right now. Just putting that out there. Uh, you had something no, it, it's just more of the same. Like, again, people, it, this is not cruel. This is not bad. This is fucking math. Sometimes you need to put it in perspective. You, you, you got perspective. to. I'll, I'll be honest. I still don't want to get sick, but I am... No, I yeah, don't yeah. want to. Yeah, no I'd, one wants to get sick. I'd rather I, not no, get sick. I think we, but we, we all have our personal yeah. responsibility to take, do the things you need to do. But still, wash your hands and yeah. The best thing you can do still is wash your hands. Don't touch your face and don't wash touch your, your hands. Face. Two best yeah. things you can do. Better than masks. And sure. Social they, well, they still haven't come to a fucking consensus about like. If it's spread through droplets or fucking. No, they went back and forth on it. Well, I heard, I s- I heard droplets. Yeah, and they said because, oh, and also they, by and the way, SARS no is also droplets, and then they said yes again. They've been they said flip, this both now, and then SARS, flopping. SARS by the way, it was also droplets from my, my understanding. I'm not even anti-mask, folks. I, I want to make this clear. This is by far the most political fucking part of it <laughs> part that we've done so far. But I just want to make it clear: the I'm most not political anti-mask. video will, yeah, we're not going to become suddenly a political philosophy podcast because we're not. This is just it, it, it's relevant. It's relevant. Yeah, it's relevant. Yeah. I'm not, none of us are anti-mask. We wear masks every time we go out in public. We wash our hands. We stay away from people. We don't get all up in people's fucking faces. This, this is science. This is, it may not be a cure, but it sure can't hurt, right? Even, but shutting down people's businesses, shutting down people's lives. And we also avoid large groups as well, unlike the governor, Gavin Newsom, correct? Oh, well, yeah. Who attended a party. Poverty equals death. Poverty equals death. If you're destroying some, you're not you're not literally killing them, but you're destroying their livelihood, which 
in a lot of cases. And also the lockdowns, death. if you look up New Zealand, you see a lot of ar- articles on the psychological effects of people. Yeah. And I'm, the suicides, I think, too. I'm, I was going to get into that. Uh, UN report. Okay, we're, are we not... And it's almost done. No, nah, okay, we, okay. we, we, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We got some more. Because I don't mind actually we'll, we'll make this longer. Bit, yeah, we'll go a little longer. Yeah, yeah. not much longer, though. Yeah. Uh, UN report disruptions in commerce will equal hundreds of thousands of additional child deaths this year from the commerce. That's the economic side of it. You lock things down. Business yeah, people just see this on. very singularly. There is economic, sociological, is it, is it UN report. psychological effects um, of a, a lockdown, not just... And f- due to the lockdowns, 42 to 66 million kids could fall into extreme poverty. That, that means, you know... They're dying. That means they're yeah, not they're dying. They're dying. They're gonna starve to death. Uh, drug, and alcohol, drug and alcohol overdeaths, suicide excess, excess of seventy five thousand deaths from drug, drug, drug overdoses, alcohol overdoses, and suicide. Gonna be an additional seventy five thousand deaths estimated because of the lockdowns. We're adding up. We're going to beat the and overall then, number. With and, and then Portland <laughs> has legalized, decriminalized all drugs. So I'm curious how much that will so sway the results. Or There's a lot of things. And if you add up all these numbers, I'm sure you'll come to <laughs> much more than what coronavirus would do. UNICEF, 1.2 million child deaths related to the lockdown. Damn. Oxford uh, University, 150 million people at risk of starvation. In Oxford? Oxford, yep. Holy shit. Oxford University estimates 150. Oh, they, they, I thought estimated. you meant at Oxford. I was like, <laughs> no, man, no, they lost no. money that fast. Holy I'm just shit. saying, who, who's reporting yeah, 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 it? Okay. Oxford University <laughs> reports. Fucking blonde, blonde moment. <laughs> or <there>. Oxford University <laughs> estimates 150 million people at risk of starvation as a result of the lockdowns. Fucking hell. Um, and is that is that in country or is that worldwide? That'd be worldwide. Okay. Um, same for the UNICEF 1.2 million child deaths estimated. Oh, well, 1.2 fucking million is already beating the fucking worldwide Corona death. Cause then you say that's already was, beating it. Yeah. 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 And starvation is death. So 150 million <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. Kills it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how many, de- how many deaths was, was that? 150 million. Yeah. This is 1.33 million r- risk of starvation. That's the economics. Just business is not flowing. So these and also these third we, world countries wh- who are already susceptible. Are you just call it wrecked. underdeveloped. Don't hurt the feelings of those people. Is it, is that is that what we're doing now? Yeah, is that the thing? Yeah, I haven't heard underdeveloped. That okay, underdeveloped. There's gonna be somebody <laughs> in the comments. Lashings. You can't call them third by, world. Wait, by the way, by the way, before I forget, um, X world, X world, <laughs> X world, soon to be X world. <laughs> we don't wanna, we don't wanna tear it. It's X variable. What were you going to say? I forgot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the average, like 18 to 25, just 6 to 11% contemplate suicide in a year. That's like the general mark. I'm not going to lie, man. These these lockdowns that I've been going through, I, I have felt depressed. Like yeah. outright. And Has I'm the not, podcast I'm, improved and, your mood? Okay. So, yeah, bitching about it helps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so, so again, in ages 18 to 25, uh-huh. 6 to 11% contemplate suicide in a year, usually. Uh-huh. Now, due to the lockdowns, 25.5% contemplate suicide in a one-month period. Holy shit. So wait, 6 to 11 in a year. In a year. And now it's... 25.5 in a month contemplating suicide. Wow. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. I got one more, and you can pop in, but CDC estimates... I forgot now. 
<laughs> Got it. Uh, 94,000 non-COVID excess deaths. So those are the ones that could have been avoided, if not because of the lockdown. We had a prepping episode, so the vulnerability... So, oh, that's a lot of death by lockdown. Yeah. Lockdowns kill people. Lockdowns kill people. I mean, there's... Follow the science, people. Fo- there's the motherfucking science. Those are experts across the board. Also, a couple... Qu- oh, go ahead. Sorry. I forgot. Okay. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, um, we had a prepping episode, so I'm curious how the distribution... We were talking about supply, supply lines, right? In the prepping episode. I'm curious how, um, how that's going to affect people with you know lockdowns. When they're prepping? They might probably... It, They're buying all the toilet paper again. <laughs> yeah, I, lost, I saw a lot of panic shopping, but I'm, that's, that's I'm a thing. well. I'm I'm curious about the uh, maybe I'm thinking too apocalyptically. But, but there, there is a thing like you want to be honest to the public, but and people are like Americans don't panic. <laughs> Come to find like toilet paper gate where everyone's just like <laughs> hoarding toilet paper, <laughs> like that shit crazy. Mo- going crazy trying to hoard different items. It's so like, it, oh, yeah, we can handle it. <laughs> couple couple last minute facts, uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, first off, school's not opening. Who do you think that affects? Mm-hmm. That affects uh, lower income, oh. usually minority children more than it does. I was going to get into this point, but yes, go. So this is this is a thing with schools being shut down, despite evidence that we should open up schools, despite evidence in Europe saying we should open up schools, despite even. Governor fucking brilliant Cuomo admitting, acknowledging that there is great evidence that children do not pass this thing around, but we're still going to close fucking anyway. The places that are, are open, that kids are going to school, are red states, which are predominantly white, and private schools, which are upper class. Yeah. So, so inner city, most frequently minority kids are not going to school for what will basically be a year and a half. They are going to fall behind their... Curriculum. Well, just they're going to fall behind their competition at these other places even further. So people that talk about, you know, a a big talking point for the same people that are insisting the schools stay locked down, these are also a lot of people who talk about racial inequality Mm -hmm. and disparity. Mm -hmm. This is causing... This will ripple in, in... It'll create greater disparities. Within ten to fifteen years, you're going to see the results of this. Yeah. When these kids are absolutely, I've got I've got nephews, uh, and and nieces, and they're doing this online school, and they ain't learning shit. I mean, they're you're lucky if they log on. Yeah, like, it's it's not effective. They're watching fucking cartoons. Kids need to go socialize at school. Mm-hmm. If the teacher's too old and they're afraid of catching it, the teacher can be remote, and you can have a proxy there who's watching the class, a younger teaching aid a student or something right there's ways to do it this isn't the way you're fucking them up final thought is with us going in they're saying prepare for a long dark winter it's also flu season once again how many of these are going to be flu deaths we're not we're not even checking to see if it's different you can check I, i think the cdc it's like close to zero the flu deaths so far this year but It just disappeared. This is such... I mean... During the 2019 to 2020 influenza season, CDC estimates that influenza was associated with 38 million illnesses, 18 million medical visits, 405,000 
uh, hospitalizations and 22,000 deaths. How many deaths were in the season before that? 22,000 seems really low for the flu. Yeah, it's usually around 50. Can you check the can you check the year before that? All right, 2018? Yeah. And I mean, I think the overall thing is just like you were saying, the lockdown disproportionately will negatively affect 34,000 deaths from from influenza. Okay. Lockdowns disproportionately affect poor communities, poor mm-hmm. people. The underdeveloped world will be hit the worst in whatever country. I thought we're calling it X world. Sure. The poor world. <laughs> Don't use that word. The world with less money. The upside down. <laughs> the upside down will be hurt the most. Absolutely. And within your countries, the poorest communities will be hurt the most. They already are. And people are trying to... Yeah, I mean, if you can't make money, how are you, I mean, you going to buy food? And if pe- you can't go to work... People are trying to turn this into some sign of systemic racism that black people are, are affected more by the coronavirus. No, it's because these lockdowns are not helping them. Genuinely, that's, that's what it is. It's Did they say there was like a biological reason? Why would they say that? Because they're idiots. A fucking... There's... there's there's cultural reasons why it would. I think I think that the black community tends to be more social, right? They're more social. They tend to they go to church a lot too. Well, not even that. On average, there's more a co- lot more communal cohabitation. Cohabitation. A lot more people are living in one under one roof. There's on average uh, worse eating habits. On average, worse exercise habits. Right. And these things lead to, there's a higher risk genetically, I think, of heart disease and diabetes. And these things play a role in... There's a role of vitamin D Vitamin D, yep. Especially when you're living outside of the, like, equatorial zone. Yep. Yep. Most, I think most black people are vitamin D deficient, severely vitamin D deficient. Yeah, especially living in North America. One thing about Sweden, they regularly, it's... Regularly supplement vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is crucial to uh, immune system. So yep. there are reasons why they. It get says hit. that yeah, if you look up obesity rates in America, twenty twenty, by ethnicity, non-Hispanic blacks, forty nine point six percent had the highest age-adjusted prevalence of obesity, followed by Hispanics, forty four point eight. Non-Hispanic whites population, forty two point two percent, and non-Hispanic Asians. Yeah. So. There's the reason. 17.4. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's the... A, it's health things. The coronavirus is not racist. The government is not allowing minority people to be affected more. These are personal choices, yeah. is honestly what it comes down to. To be, to be frank, yes. And uh, it sucks, but even more so, financially, they're the ones getting affected on, significantly on more. On either side. Yep. If you want to lock down to, oh, we don't want to die from coronavirus... You're gonna get hurt because of the economic. Yep. If you want to stay open, you're gonna get hurt because bad habits. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yep. It seems <laughs> that Sweden, from what I'm reading, had more of a balanced approach. Yes. So did. it's it's not that they were totally not. I mean, like lawless, and they were just letting people run around. I mean, there's st- they still had uh, they didn't allow groups larger than to eight and then eight to congregate. Then eight. Yeah. 
That was the limit from well, what well, I read. This, is, better than like this is one of the reasons why. So most of Europe. Eight is actually pretty big. So it's, yeah, actually it's when pretty big. Italy got slammed for reasons we already mentioned. And the rest of Europe went panic mode and they went lockdown. The thing we know about lockdowns is it prolongs COVID. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if we let it take its course, we let it hit and we just dealt with it as it came, we would have had a super high spike. It would have ran its course and it would have kind of pittered off. And honestly, we would have probably been pretty COVID-free throughout the summer. And now we'd probably be seeing some uptakes in cases. But the truth is, because we kept doing these these uh, lockdowns, these rolling lockdowns throughout different parts of the country, it, it just kind of kept this thing going for months and months on end. And, that, and, and by the way, I actually want to break... Maybe we can end it with this thread because... This is the Reddit thread I was to, I was um oh, from this yeah, dumb yeah. shit. <laughs> that yeah. Idiot. Well, he said, Are you still pro lockdown at this point? This is two months ago, and this is posted by you slash real underscore Carl underscore Ramirez. Um I am pro lockdown and very pro face mask. However, I am aware that the truth and science are not necessary necessary in politics. What is necessary in politics is winning, and truth and science can only win in politics. In politics, if the politicians supporting them do win. Back in June, I wrote this analysis comparing Australia's COVID and economic performance to similar countries. I emphasize that despite the lockdown, our, our economy is better off than countries with lock without lockdowns. But now, our economy is no longer doing that much better than other nations. And I often encounter opponents of lockdown. Is this Sweden? No, this is some dipshit in Australia. Yeah. Sitting, citing the lockdown's role in increasing suicide rates and domestic violence rates. Glo- gloating with vindication due to Victoria's lockdowns f- failing to prevent a second wave. I don't think they're gloating. Gloating with vindication due to Norway's government admitting to overreacting to COVID-19. Bringing up how other countries which handle the pandemic well, such as Japan, are debating whether coronaphobia is more deadly than the coronavirus. It is. On a, so- a side note, according to Google Trends, Dictator Dan, who the hell is Dictator Dan, <laughs> has on average been mentioned 28 times more often than is stand is and what the heck is this? This t- hashtag. I stand with Dan. I stand with Dan. Who is Dan? Prime Minister or something. Indicating the size of the anti-lockdown sentiment, at at least in Victoria. As a microbiologist, I support lockdown because keeping people apart is the best way to limit the spread of a uh, respiratory disease, which can be spread via aerosols and droplets. I know that I have a role to to play by social distancing since as healthy healthy as a 24-year-old male. I am one of the one of the demographic least likely to die of COVID-19, but also one of the most likely demographics to catch and spread COVID-19. However, I also realize that my interests, speedy elimination of COVID-19 from Australia are not shared by everyone. I realize that unlike me, lockdown is causing some other people to end up facing business woos or becoming homeless. I realize that unlike me, there are many people whose experience of lockdown has pushed them towards suicide during lockdown, or, or has caused a relationship to become abusive. I realize that other young people, knowing that they are unlikely to be harmed by COVID-19, care more about their economic future and controlling the spread of COVID-19. I realize that some people believe that we need to protect 
the economy by ending lockdown. And even if it means COVID-19 gets to elderly people who they believe would have died soon anyway. I realize that some people oppose lockdowns because they value liberty and oppose authoritarianism. Finally, I also realize that there are, are also a worrying number of conspiracy theorists like these who believe that COVID-19 is an exaggeration or fabricated threat. Exaggerated. I realize that depending on which political narrative wins out, I might end up on the wrong side of history. I still stick with my pro-lockdown stance, but has Victoria's disastrous second wave and her economic decline changed your view? You know, that's a really fucking brave position to hold. The ultra safety, ultra safe, ultra fucking better safe than sorry. That is like the zero risk fucking position to have. And that's literally why all the fucking blue governors are doing it. But uh, let me let me tell you, wait, it's let, an easy position. Let me hold. give you another um, the other responses first. I am pro proportionate lockdowns, I guess you could say. So the people are like in the middle. He seemed a lot more extreme, but well, because he, he was making a false dichotomy. Like if you don't want lockdowns, that means you don't care if old people die. That's not the same. That you don't. They're not mutually exclusive. You can fucking do partial lockdowns. You can quarantine the vulnerable and still pr- protect the economy. Like it doesn't need to be either or. I just wanted to to give other people's opinions, so it, I guess it doesn't seem like we're in an echo chamber. Fuck. But I feel like people are changing. I think people are kind of thinking of a more centrist, um, balanced approach. It's impossible with places like Sweden and Japan who have been pretty fucking chillaxed with the whole thing. It, it is impossible not to notice this stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's the best thing you can do. I mean, you can have whatever stance you want, but you need to consider... More layers. The, ad- the adverse effects, not just what you can see on the surface, but think about what can the effects of locking down. Just like at its at its most, and at least he was a little bit more self aware and said that yeah, there are people who think this. But it's it's even yeah. more than what he said. Though. Yeah, and it's he's, and he's leaving out the third world. The this was this was two months ago as well. So I'm just, I wish I could have found a, a thread that was uh, more recent, but I didn't see well, any. Okay, really. Okay, if we think about this. Okay, let's put this into a, a new perspective. Who really is the most vulnerable in a Uh-oh. lockdown scenario? Who's the most vulnerable? Oh, parents. Well, it would be the third world people who are already poor and oh, destitute. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this uh, is they, they, they really and they, somebody also they. It's either you switch it to and there's old an, people or you switch it to young young kids. Starving on like yeah yeah really I mean if we're gonna <laughs> you're picking who's gonna die if we're gonna stretch it out like <laughs> it's what's in front of you compared to like the and it should it doesn't need to be a fucking sacrifice the few for the for the good of the many it doesn't need to be that way no it's a virus so some people are gonna die and I'm sorry that sounds fucking heartless but it's true it, it's just fucking true and it's is equally stupid as the Democrats to say. Well, if Trump did his better, no Americans would have died. No. <laughs> like No, there's too many factors that are not being taken into consideration when people say things like that. Ultimately, you cannot tell me that this is an exaggerated fucking fear with the death stati- with the death rate statistics. And you can't but you can't how do people explain Florida doing so well with limited lockdowns? How do people explain Sweden doing so well with hardly any lockdowns? How do you explain those are the anomalies? No, because if you look, if this is what I need, like the media needs to fucking answer for this shit. And I'm not even talking just the U.S. media, the worldwide fucking media. 
that ran with this shit. There is a panic that has started, and I don't think it fucking balances out. I don't think it reflects reality properly. You yeah. look at the literal numbers of the death rate. With that small of a death rate, Sweden and Florida have it fucking right. <laughs> like, if we look back at this 20 years from now, we are going to fuck, hopefully... Hopefully, the Ministry of Fucking History doesn't <laughs> rewrite fucking everything. Hey, do you remember if, those? If, if, do you yes, remember those memes? If that doesn't happen, history will shine a different light on this whole situation. Do you remember those memes yeah. where there's like me when I'm like twenty, when I'm like forty years old and twenty years, and I'm watching the uh, documentary of the uh, COVID nineteen virus, and it says that like, oh man, twenty million people died in like the first year, and he's like, he's all pointing the cameras, no. Oh, and it was, and it was uh, the Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, by the way, this um, this R Reddit lockdown skepticism uh, forum. This is twenty five thousand members. Wow, that's crazy. And this is something they also uh, said as well. So, if people think that we're in the minority, thinking thinking that absolutely no one has this take, a lot of people do. Things I never want to hear anyone who is pro lockdown say they care about again: mental health, suicide. Drug addiction and alcoholism, poverty, starvation, child abuse, domestic violence, small businesses, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, children's ed- and children's education. Racism. Yeah, that's racism, pretty, racism, too. And throwing racism. But sure. That's very, that covers and, pretty much all. And, they, and that's what we cover, too. By, the, by continuing the lockdown, all, all of the above things continue to happen, but do boomer, doomers care? Oh, they call them doomers. Probably not. Feel free to add anything else to the list. This is all I could think of at the moment. Edit. Sorry if the format looks weird. I'm on mobile. They, that's exactly right. The, the, the fucking cure is far more deadly than the disease. By the numbers. By the numbers. I have not seen any fucking death rates for this motherfucking thing that show me anything significantly different than the ones we read off. All right. Any other thing you want to add to the episode? Um, no, I, I think I put it all out there. Um, people are probably going to want to know our sources. Maybe you can send them? Well, My fucking head, bro. Those, for the <laughs> lockdown deaths, I pretty much cited the source and the details. You can search from there. Okay. When I say I'll try to do as many as like I can. UN but UN report disruptions in commerce, hundreds of thousands additional child deaths this year. You probably just... And so, some of duck, these duck go it. <laughs> duck, duck, go well, it. I was gonna say might even pop up on Google if you Google or YouTube <laughs> some of these things like uh, those are Na- Nancy Pelosi dancing in the street from you, official reports. Yeah, you're you not are. gonna find those. Yeah, I couldn't anymore. find that video. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be stuff, and just please believe me, I'm not making this up. <laughs> like, I'm, not, but, uh, I'm hey, not crazy, man. Hey, hey, dude, trust me, bro. My sources, dude, trust me. Just, just. I, I'm, I'm. For those of you in America, you have to have remembered it. Like, the three oh, do you, of us do you know about the collaborate Ma- and be like, yeah, let's let's say Nancy. Do you Pelosi. know about the Mandela effect? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, that was a ridiculous movie. The Mandela effect is pretty cool, but I don't think that's what's happening. No, it doesn't exist, obviously. But it is a funny there, theory. There People just remember though, things it, incorrectly. The, the Sinbad like played a genie in a movie in like the nineties. I swear that one yeah, was I'm, true. The Mandela effect is just a good uh, example not, of and it, Kazam. It's not true. <laughs> Kazam, I think they called it. It's like a knockoff of Shazam. Was he really in one? I feel like he was, but they say but he yeah, wasn't. But yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> I, I feel I like remember I remember this. this yep. Yep. Same thing, uh, Berenstein Bears. Actually, there's a, there's a couple of them that are fucking weird. So, like, there's the... Yeah. Uh, 
the uh, Pharaoh's mask with the two. Um, have you seen that one? No. So the Pharaoh's mask has the cobra, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, it has a cobra and a stork. Mm-hmm. The real one. I remember it with just the cobra. So do a number of other people. So <laughs> I had a textbook that I looked at. I had a, right in the center, a fucking, had a cobra. And they showed me the picture now. It's got a cobra and a, <laughs> and a stork right on the front, both of them. And I feel like that's really cluttered. <laughs> <laughs> But, all right, Mandela Effect, uh, if you guys want to hear that, go ahead and contact us on social media. Give us some ideas, uh, anything you like, you want to hear more about. If you disagree with us about lockdowns, if you are a total fan of it and you want more of them, let and us know. We uh, won't blame you. And uh, stay home, then. And stay home. And stay home, because you <laughs> stay ultimately, home. that's the beauty of it. If you're scared, you can stay home. Yeah. You don't have to go out. <laughs> that's the thing. That is you the never have to leave your house. You're that, free. That is an actually interesting point to bring up that we never did. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about um, making this, having a balanced approach. Civil if, the, liberties. if there's a bunch of people, yeah, you can just yeah stay. No one's going to force you to come out. And that is the beauty of... Not locking down as you can lock your own ass down if you want. Yeah, exactly. So buy a hazmat suit. Whatever you do, if you stay at home, if you go out, contact us on social media at where? At Wine Jar Cynics on all social media. Uh, we would really hope to hear from you guys. To we want to hear from the Peruvians specifically. The Peruvians and the, 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 the people from Dallas and Spain. We give, love, give us we love you. give us your feedback. We would definitely. Like to hear, yeah. Either whether you agree or not. Both also, um, let's put this on bit shoot. Let's put the. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put this on bit shoot. First bit shoot, um, video. Okay. Rumble also. Rumble too. Well, yeah, I'll put we're it on gonna Rumble. expand not to Facebook. We're gonna stay off Facebook, but again, preferred method of contact is Parlor. We're trying to help this new non-censored version out, but we are on Twitter. We haven't made enough ripples to get banned there yet. Yeah, we're pretty big on alt tech. Yep. So. IG IG is another big one. We have paintings there. The, you'll see paintings. In case you want to buy a painting. That is that is the right page. Once we get some more movement on there, uh, we will probably post significantly more. We're still working. I got to stop le- being lazy. Then there'll be more paintings. All of us do. <laughs> we all have to stop being lazy. And, um, yeah, hopefully next episode you could be on, man. I mean, think yeah. if you're truly scared of COVID-19, some things you can do. Exercise. Yep. Uh, take vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C. Try not to drink too C. much alcohol, too. Don't drink. Don't drink alcohol. Even though we're much. like drinking um Don't champagne today. Sleep. Don't smoke too much. Well, we're not scared of COVID, so. Um. That's it. And yeah. don't don't watch too much mainstream news. Don't kind of stress isn't going to help. Don't you out. yeah embrace the fear. Like I get it. Take precautions. Be, be cautious, careful. Yeah. But Semper Paratus. Always ready, but... Don't submerge yourself in fear. It'll do more harm than good. Literally, stress will make you sick before COVID will. That is true. That's another thing. Stress, yeah, really, it's stress that bad. makes you more likely to catch... Yep. All right, then. Diseases. So, hell of a talk today. Thank you. Yeah. We'll see you next time. I... <laughs> I ask myself that every day. Wrong <laughs> Fun with buttons, folks. Fun with buttons. is back in Parabellum. <laughs>